appropriate. Definitely. Football talk here. Definitely. Uh, big game tonight. We've talked about it. Patriots, Seahawks, and no other person better to talk Patriots with us here than friend of the show, uh, Phil Perry, Comcast Sportsnet. What's up, Phil? What's going on, fellas? Oh, you know, we're just getting ready. Uh, Super Bowl rematch tonight. Deion Lewis coming back. Um, all things pointing to another Patriots win tonight for the most part, probably. I would say so. I would say so, although I do think the Seahawks will give the Patriots maybe their, their toughest test that they'll see the rest of this season. I know uh, the deck is sort of stacked against the Seahawks and that they have a, they're coming off a short week. They're a little bit banged up. No Michael Bennett is a huge loss for them. They get the Patriots coming off a bye. I know Seahawks fans, when they saw this on the schedule before the season even started, were pulling their hair out saying, are you kidding me? we got to go to New England coming off a Monday night game against Buffalo. But they do a really good job of keeping things close regardless of the situation. They're well coached. they got one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He looks like he's getting healthier by the day. So I do think it'll be close, but I think the Patriots just have too much going for them this week. They're pretty healthy. Uh, Chris Hogan is a guy to look out for. If he's not available, that hurts them a little bit, but I don't think it does enough to make the Seahawks a favorite in this one. Phil, we saw Deion Lewis activated uh, for this week. Uh, we were kind of touching on it a little bit before we had you on here. Um, how big of an impact is he going to play tonight? Is he going to see the ball tonight, uh, or is this just going to be a, a thing where he, he put him on the roster and see if the, the Seahawks can scheme for him or something like that? Yeah, we'll have to see if, if he's even active on the game day roster. You know, they, yep. they are in a good situation in that they're so healthy that when it comes to these quote-unquote game-time decisions, they really can kind of pick and choose based on the matchups who they want out there. It doesn't have to come down to, okay, well, this guy's still pretty hurt. He's not even really going to be available to us. You know, these other five guys, they're still a little bit banged up, so we just got to go with the 46 healthiest guys. They can go with the 46 guys that are best for the matchup. And, And I do think if they feel like Lewis is healthy enough to play in all signs, are pointing in that direction that this is as good a matchup as any for them to bring him back because the way the Seahawks are going to play the Patriots, which is how they play most of their opponents, I think is they like to get deep. They like to take away the big play. They play that cover one, cover three. They bail out their cornerbacks and they want to make you run 15 to 20 plays to try to drive the entire length of the field and carve them up without making a mistake. They feel good enough about their chances that you'll screw up, that they're totally willing to give you that underneath stuff. We saw that at the Super Bowl a couple years ago. That's how the Patriots beat them. Shane Vereen went off. Julian Edelman had a huge game. Danny Amendola had his contributions as well. And they marched the field that, you know, slowly but surely all the way down to score their points. And uh, if you have Deion Lewis back, there's enough space open underneath against these guys that, even if you try to manage him a little bit, if you want to bring him back slowly, you only want to give him 15 to 20 snaps. He could be incredibly effective in those snaps uh, just by being a, a safety blanket out of the backfield for Tom Brady because, again, the Seahawks are willing to give you that those sorts of completions. Hey, Phil, what's going on? So speaking of Deion Lewis coming back, um, do you think if, you know, in terms of what he's going to see, um, do you think there'll be a lot of two running backs in the backfield, or do you think they might want to lean on Blount White a little bit more because Seattle's got such a good pass rush? Yeah, I, you know, they only have so many packages where they, they do decide to go two backs. There's so many other players that they try to get on the field at one time that it's rare that you'll see that. We have seen it a little bit this year. But I don't suspect we'll we'll start to see that as one of their go-to packages. I think um, what they'll probably do is they'll continue to treat 
uh, James White like like their sub back, and I think they'll spell him a little bit with Deion Lewis. Listen, White has been very effective in the snaps that they've given him. I think he's exceeded a lot of people's expectations and not only performed well as a receiver, but they've factored him into the running game a little bit more this year, and he's averaging over four yards to carry. So there's still work there for James White, and they want to keep him involved as part of this offense. I just think in Lewis's first few games back, you'll start to see those guys maybe rotate a little bit more. And then LeGarrette Blunt is still your hammer. Yep. He, you know, you're not necessarily using Blunt and Lewis in the same types of situations. But I will say this, Lewis is really an all-purpose back. He can receive you out of the backfield, but he can also take handoffs between the tackles. And when there's nothing blocked there, that's where he becomes incredibly valuable because he can take a, a two- or three-yard loss and turn it into a positive gain, and he's probably the only guy on the roster that can do that. So he eventually may cut into Blunt's workload. I just don't see that happening very early on. But I do think this is a very pass-heavy game for the Patriots because, you know, the the pass rush is very strong for Seattle, but their run defense is very good as well. They're only giving up uh, three-and-a-half yards per carry to their opponents so far this year. They're top ten in the league in that category. And so this is going to be a game, I think, where the Patriots rely on Tom Brady to dink and dunk his way down the field. Uh, hey, Phil. So clearly tonight we have top – for top ten tight ends in the league, there's three of them on the field tonight. But on the Seattle side of the ball, uh, Jimmy Graham finally looks like the old Jimmy Graham. He's making one-handed catches left and right, and he looks quick. Uh, who do you think the Patriots throw on Jimmy Graham to defend him tonight? That's one of the most important matchups of this entire game, and it's really unbelievable that Graham is looking the way he did. That patellar tendon injury is one of the toughest to come back from. Just ask Gerard Mayo. That's what he suffered a few years ago uh, before coming back and being able to play, but just didn't quite look like the same guy. So good for Jimmy Graham in that regard. I think what the Patriots will try to do is I think they will um, identify him as the number one threat in the pass game. Doug Baldwin is a very effective receiver in his own right, but I think in this situation, you trust your number one guy, your pro bowler, Malcolm Butler, to match up with Baldwin one-on-one and do his job. And then you have Graham, where I think you want to you want to try to commit a, you know, a couple pairs of eyes at all times to this guy, whether it's Patrick Chung underneath, who's done a really good job on tight ends over the course of the last couple of years, or Deron uh, Harmon over the top, or Devin McCourty over the top. I-, I would be surprised if we saw Devin McCourty at the line of scrimmage try to bump Graham off of his spot on occasion and-, and use some of those cornerback skills that he came into the league with. We have seen McCourty down in the box a little bit more often this year, and he did a really good job against Buffalo's Charles Clay a couple weeks ago. You know, Graham is-, is another level in terms of talent if you're comparing him against Clay. But I think McCourty has the, the combination of the, the athleticism, the savvy, and the tackling ability once Graham does make his plays to be able to get that big guy down onto the ground. So I think they'll throw multiple different pieces at him. Um, but I think at all times you'll have two and maybe even three guys trying to keep track of where he is because he's a game-breaker. All right, Phil A. Perry, Comcast Sportsnet. Uh, appreciate you coming on, Phil. Have to get out of here. Top of the hour here. Uh, it's cutting us short a little bit. But appreciate the time as always and uh, enjoy the covering the game tonight. Always fun, guys. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks for stopping Thank on. you. Good. Phil A. Perry, uh, Comcast Sportsnet. Um, the Patriots guy. The Patriots guy. He is phenomenal. And I think that um, with Phil and the way things are going, um, always going to have him back on for sure. Yeah, and I love how like he just knows so much. You have like a couple questions. Like, ah, well, he answered it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
So uh, we're going to get out of here. Top of the hour break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to switch gears a little bit here, boys. Uh, yes. Josue Pavone, WEI, is going to touch base with us, talk a little Celtics, a lot of hoop. Uh, we're on until 1228 until we get out of here for NFL doubleheader. So Sunday sit down. ESPN Hampshire rolls on after this.